Hello and welcome to the Shoulder to Shoulder podcast. This is episode 016. Our guest today is Chili from the LA crew. But before we jump into that, we want to plug our social media handle, LAFCS2S. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And then Chili's handle is Chili the Kid at Chili underscore DA underscore KID. First things first, though, wanted to jump into last week's matchup with Seattle. Felt more like a losing tie for me. Um, but what are you guys' opinions? Well, you know, I mean, of, of course, you know, we all weren't there. Jonathan was there in person, live. What did you think, bro? It was a pretty fun atmosphere, I got to say. It's always anytime you get to march into an opponent's stadium and, and be there with the 3252. And, uh, you know, I mean, that experience in and of itself is always magical. And ultras say this all the time. Si somos cinco o cien, it doesn't matter. Whether there's five of us, whether there's a hundred of us, you know, we're going to roll in there. We're going to be loud. We're going to get, you know, under the skin of some of those people sitting near the away supporters section. So, you know, look, we may not have had the W on the pitch that we all felt we deserved, but we had the W in the stands. We had the W experience as far as, you know, we were beer crawling through Seattle and, you know, pub crawling and, and, you know, whether it was uh, Cuervos or Bruisers or Expos or Ultras or Luckies or whoever was there, we were having a good time. And, you know, we were buying beers and buying shots for Sounders fans after the game, just trying to spread that LAFC love out there. So that portion of the experience was amazing. And you got there Friday? Yeah. So uh, we flew up Saturday morning, super early Saturday morning, and almost all the supporters were meeting up for a big pub crawl all throughout Seattle on Saturday. So I kind of jumped in and out of that. I had some friends up in Seattle and things like that I was chilling with. So kind of hung with them sometimes and then and we're kind of popping in and out of the beer crawl as it was going around town and seattle's such a such a vibrant beer community so for those of us yeah, in the is. booze industry it was, <laughs> it was awesome dude the pike man i love the pike there's a the lot pike. of breweries around the pike too you know you uh you go and do the catacomb or uh, whatever it is underneath the street at the pike yes we did oh yes, my gosh did. dude like i went to seattle my best friend dylan was living in seattle like three years ago and i went to Seattle with my wife and a couple of my friends, you know, and it was like, dude, I loved it. Other than the the street signs were poorly signed, dude. Like you're driving through the city in a rental car and you can't see what sign says what and you don't know where to turn right or left or any of that. But I mean, other than that, dude, I love Seattle, dude. I love the weather. I love the environment. I love the people. It was it was a great time, man. I wish I would have been there. But. Well, and as they say, if you don't like the weather in Seattle, wait five minutes. It'll change <laughs> I also love that LAFC never loses there, no matter yeah, what. Yeah, so far, yeah. yeah. But, I mean, obviously, you know, what we saw for 90 minutes on the quote-unquote pitch was, uh, you know, less than desirable outcome for a lot of us. I mean, there were some really bright positives in the game as well, too. I think, you know, we saw some some good play on turf from people who hadn't had great mm-hmm. games on turf prior to it. You know, people keep saying, oh, well, it's the best turf of all the turfs. Yeah, it's still turf, all right? The ball still yeah. bounces off yeah. it like a fungo the, bat the, just hit it. Yeah, the ball doesn't play true, you know, and it's uh, – you can see – I don't even think it's exclusive to LAFC that they don't play the best on a turf field. I think there's a lot of other clubs that play 
not their best on a turf field. And whether it's, you know, Vancouver or if it's Seattle, the fact of the matter is that the ball doesn't play true. It ricochets more, and it's it's harder to play off of. Well, I think we only have two more turf matches after this, right. so we're getting them all out of the way early on. I mean, I feel like if you're one of the, I guess, like 20 or so uh, teams that plays in grass all the time and you all of a sudden have to play a match away on turf, you're not going to be used to it like those teams are. So I think that was an advantage that they probably took you know, advantage of. One thing that I, I saw, one of the things that happened on this match is another red card, right, which is... Two, right. yeah. Well, it's two. Well, yeah, two. But yeah, that was at the end of the match. It should have been three with the center back too earlier on. Right? Well, I don't even. I don't really think the first one was a red. For I agree me. with you on that. Yeah. They, they came back after the fact and said verbal abuse was involved, but I'm not. I'm not so convinced. Was oh, that, that what isn't. they said? Yeah. That's trying to get. I don't. You know, it, it wasn't a red. Like if if just what we observed from the stands and and what yeah. what we saw in the replays mm-hmm. is what happened. That's not a red. Uh, you know, I mean, a couple of yellows there, you know, calm the game down a little bit. I mean, I think this is part of this kind of attempt to have these home and away leg back-to-backs. And this is the first of a couple it, we're seeing. I don't understand it, man. Like, why would you do games back-to-back like this? Uh, yeah. We have it with Seattle. We have it again later in the season. With Dallas, and yeah. It, Dallas. You know, with Dallas, it's like, I, I, I don't understand. What's, what's the incentive here where you play the same team two weeks in a row because... You know, everyone knows that later in the season, a team is different from what it was earlier in the season. So it's it's almost like more entertaining to see a team different later. I, I agree. Like in Europe, you play the whole league or the set of teams that are going to play in that same order again after. Is right? that really? Yeah, that's, that's how, how it happens. It's, it's the yeah. exact same order? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. It's exactly how it it's, it should be done too. I think that's the, the fairest way. Well, do I mean do the West Coast teams in MLS play each other more than two yeah. times? They get home and away each. Right, um, they get home and away, but then do the, they also get the East Coast? No, they play them once and they alternate home and away every other year. Yeah, yeah. So we play like Chicago next year. We're not going to play them, yeah. you know, this year. At, oh, in Chicago. That's why we went and to that was D.C. Like New York, yeah, right? right? We exactly. went to New York. D.C. We came had, this year. We went. This, so we play I mean, every year, Western Western Conference team twice, one home, yeah. one away, and then we play each East Coast team yeah. once, whether it's home or away. Correct. And yeah, but Fire wasn't here. Fire didn't come to L.A. Right, and then season. we right. had we yeah. had New York, uh, NYCFC here at home last year. That's right. What were your thoughts, Chili, on the match? Like, Were you frustrated? Were you okay with the the, the outcome in the end? Well, um, I was happy in the stands. You know, I like to see the the boys and girls of the 3252 uh, carry us out and give us the support. Uh, But as far as the field is concerned, I was a little disappointed in not capitalizing on the red card. And I think we haven't done that this season. Exactly. It was so so early, so much time. You know, it's still early. We're still up in the West. We could have been a game ahead. It's a little disappointing, but I understand. Like, we, we can't win them all, but... If we just won 4-1, we were just having the expectations of winning, but you also understand that they're going to you know, sharpen their tools a little bit. So, I mean, a 1-1 is disappointing to say nonetheless, but, you know, it's... It's four points in a home-away leg versus Seattle. I, I think if, yeah. if three weeks ago we'd have said we're getting four points yeah. out of these next two games, anyone would have taken that. The manner in which it went down is disappointing, yeah. but we have to be ultimately at least satisfied with that. Right. Yeah. No, I, I mean, glaring that. miss, though. That's that's what makes you feel that way. You look yeah. at the power rankings too. Like right now, 
Power Rangers are LAFC 1, LA Galaxy 2, and Galaxy. Seattle is 3. Galaxy you 2. Know, yeah. No, it, LA Galaxy. Galaxy. Well, you know what? It's <laughs> my, my thing, though, that we really have to look at to be, like, critical of the performance, I think that the first goal by the Seattles and by Seattle Sounders in the first minute of play was Eddie let me down dude that's the first his first mistake I feel all, all season it was a costly one unfortunately for him hey, you know what his flag yeah. all season yeah. so far no but people are allowed to make people are allowed to make mistakes I also feel though that you know there's a, been a lot of critics over Christian Ramirez and and how he's performed and the inconsistent performance by him and you know, he had the goal against Seattle last week, and it was a beautiful goal with him and Mark Anthony Kay. And he had a beautiful opportunity late in yeah. the uh, or early in the second half to you know take the lead, and he he missed an opportunity. And now look, I I've never played professional soccer, let alone soccer in general, and to time a ball, let alone come in and. I just I can't sit here and be like he should have made that goal. But I'll sit here he should have made that he goal. He should have made that goal. <laughs> <laughs> he's like two in feet his defense, away. He was on turf. Yeah, look, I, if he was in this room right now, he's going to be the first to say he should have made. He that tweeted goal. about it, and yeah. I feel like he just welcomed trolls to criticize him. But you know, big ups to him for even standing up and saying it. But I, I will say he he should have scored that. He's a professional. I, I will give him this. He has a tremendous work rate. He does come back and help to get the ball back a lot. There's a lot of positives about him, but if you're a striker, your number one attribute should be scoring. But you know what? That's not even the that's not even the formation that Bob has. Like Bob has said, I don't want my forwards only to be strikers. They do, I don't want them only to be goal scorers. Right. Like so, I feel like there are a lot of people that are critical of Christian. While I agree that there are things that it's like we'd like to see him perform better. I don't know, dude. Like I just I I, I feel like he. I think he he has to take the heat for missing a, a sitter. That, yeah. And that it is what it is with no goalie, but, well, but he still put the, it. He put in a good performance. No, and even on the uh, television analyst, they even said like, "Hey, he didn't have to jump there." He like, didn't. And he kind of like he went didn't off have to lunge either. Right, he went off his feet when he didn't really need to have to, and so it's just yeah. the bright side. You know, all of this is uh, still early in the season, yeah. and we have a deep bench this this season. So you know. Disappointing, like we said, but yeah. I mean, that's a good point. We have a long season to go, and we don't need to win every game just to make it into the playoffs and be healthy at that. True. Completely agreed. I mean, we're still, you know, first in the West. Yes, we've played more games, but we still got the points where it mattered. Right. You know, and let's be honest. I mean, you know, people are slamming Segura for that back pass in in the first minute, but. Were it not for his defensive heroics in stoppage time, we'd be talking about a loss. No, for sure. Right oh, now. I mean, you like can't. Said, you it's can't his only mistake. Him for the one it's just unfortunate. Yeah. It led to a goal. Like it's been his only mistake. Yeah, I mean, the ball's popping around the pitch, so yeah. he's got his head down for that yeah. pass. And I mean, we were right there in that corner where the away support was. So, I mean, you could see he wasn't looking up. He was looking at the ball to make sure that he had a clean pass because the ball's wobbling around that weird turf. Yeah, no, part of it is that turf. Like he he judged it a certain way with a certain. Like roll right, and then passing it back also. Turf he... changes the game. Of course, it changes the way the players play. It changes the way the players think, and it just it shouldn't be allowed. Period. So let me ask you this real fast. So right now, LAFC is sitting in first place with points along among the whole league. Right. And of course, our rivals across town are sitting in second. They have one game in hand. less. Yeah. And they are one point behind us. Yeah. I mean, how does that make you feel with the games that they've played, the games that we've played? You know, do, do you think that they are at the same caliber? Do you think that they are, you know, ranked 
accordingly or do you think that that's a, almost like a false advertisement because of the teams that they've played? I think they're ranked appropriately. Yeah, that's I mean, my opinion. I, obviously, I mean, that they don't play a sexy style of right. football. I mean, they're they're heavily dependent on one player and on crosses. Right. And, and that, that works sometimes. I mean, they've gotten, you know, an abnormal amount of penalties that have really helped them as well, too. And But, I mean, I they don't... are on a seven-game on seven game stretch, six wins and one tie. Yeah. You can't – I mean, look, the, the numbers speak for themselves. They've had a pretty good, you know, month and Run. a half, two months oh, yeah. here. Maybe it's not been against a caliber of opponents in which we're going to sit here and, and gawk at what they've done, but – you have yeah. to beat those teams. They've done that. You know, tip your cap to them. And, yeah. you know, it. You know, to me, I mean... It makes the, July look ex- super yeah, exciting. It's going to make oh, these games sure. against each yeah. other matter more. They haven't more, played Seattle. They haven't played Kansas City. So. Speaking of which, in July, during the first LAFC versus LA Galaxy match, we have a special pin that's coming, a blackout edition. So any of our followers that are interested in getting a blackout pin for our shoulder to shoulder podcast keep in mind for that that's coming it's a limited run of 100 pins so if anyone is actually really interested keep in mind and keep tabs on that somebody say pins oh man we, that's right we've got Sweat. we've got one of the major <laughs> pin collectors in LAFC history alongside our co-host Jonathan so one I mean, one, one last thing going back to this game and deep bench that Chile brought up you know, something to keep in mind for this weekend's matches that Salaya is supposedly going to be in the 18 and Orta is close to it too so oh, I'm just yeah? interested in seeing if they're going to be in the 18 if they're going to get minutes or not that's one of the things I'm looking towards this weekend's match. Oh, don't forget about our rainbow in the dark kit, man. Dio <laughs> will be back as well, too. Is he back, too? He's back in, in wow. uh, training. You know, he's still questionable, but, yeah. uh, you know, he's training. And I would love to see, you know, uh, Fito and, and, and You imagine Dio. if it was Fito and Adama Diomande. And, I mean, then Chris Ramirez is not even on the 18. Like, I, I mean, because Fito. That's further down the season. No, but the Fito Zelaya has. Like such a pronounced goal scoring ability that it's it's almost like, I, yeah, maybe down the end of the season. But I I just you you think about the firepower between Dio and Fito. It's just it's a amazing. good problem to have for sure. Having three strikers that are going to be battling it out to yeah. start. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So it's going to be pretty fun. You know, look, having a deep bench like that is 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 only something to to, to drool about right now and. Who knows what it could bring us, you know? And, you know, for as much as other teams around the league can look at one of their players who makes a mistake and say, well, you know, he's still our guy. And, and, and look, Christian Ramirez is still our guy. But, you know, look, there are three, four other people that are ready to step in there. And and the wealth of tools that we have to bring in is part of what makes this team different. We're deeper than any other team. Um, And and that's really going to show, I think, you know, after the midpoint of the season. And that's when I think things are going to start to separate and we're going to start to see, uh, you know, a little cream rise to the top. Yeah. There you go. So that being said, back to the point at hand here, we got Mr. Chili Willie here with us. So welcome, Chill. Glad hello, to have you on hello, the show, hello. Bro. Welcome, welcome. Thank you for having me. Uh, gracious to be here, and I love what you guys are doing. Excited to be here and, you know, talk about LAC, everything that we love to do. So... Dude, what do you got for as, me? As far as merch goes, man, yeah. I mean, you know, you you are, are someone that, you know, really helped pave the way for those of us who are pin yeah. collectors. And, you know, speaking of paving the way, we'd like to uh, hear a little bit about your stories. You know, without further ado, how, how did you get into uh, this, the beautiful game? The beautiful game. The beautiful game goes back to, I have to tie in with my mother, who's uh, an immigrant from Argentina, who came to the States when she was 18. 
introduced me to the the culture of football. My grandparents used to live next to Vela Starfield in Buenos Aires, so from their balcony you can just see the stadium and the, and the lights. Vilas? Is that the one with the V? Yeah, with yeah, the V, yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. and blue and white. Yeah, yeah. And my mother's best friend for years lived next to River Plate's uh, cancha, and she would just always send me merchandise. So that's how I got involved uh, with the football culture. Exactly, yeah, yeah. Missionarios. Yeah. Jumped in, you know, AYSO, travel, soccer, and just continued watching it and, and playing it. And that's kind of how I became a fan and just evolved from, you know, a fan to a, a super fan. So I would even say a crazy supporter. And so, you know, you're part of the LAFC crew supporters group. And, and so how did that come to be? You know, how did you meet Hank? And, and, and what was it about the crew that, that brought you in? Right. Uh, the crew. So last season I was nomad or I was a rogue and I was just traveling you know, different destinations, San Jose, you know, no, not unaffiliated by yeah. myself. I'm a pretty yeah. friendly guy. So I just mingled with different groups. Like, you know, Jonathan always says, just go out to a tailgate get to know the people. I think that's really important. I want to actually really stress on that because a supporter group is a lot of work when you are committed into putting in the hours of painting TFOs or, you know, we're doing community service. Because, you know, LAFC is all about the community. Giving it 110% in the stadium, spending your own money on travel. So going back to the crew, I was just talking to Hank, not knowing who he was, a couple of games, and his son Andrew, and a couple of the guys from the crew, and just the weeks procrastinated and just became closer and closer. And I said, you know, this is right for me. And that's how I became part of the LAFC crew. That's a commonality, right? Like, I mean, we all had that experience where you just, you go through and, and you feel everyone out. And, you know, Jonathan felt it with D9U and Christian felt with LA, LAO. And it's just, I mean, that's the thing. Like, anyone who's interested in, in joining a supporters group, that's the best recommendation. You go out there. You show up. Christmas Tree Lane. Right, yeah. Christmas Tree Lane. You just come out and you just kind of, you know, give yourself the opportunity to be there several games in a row and see what each supporters group is about and what they have to offer and, and what might jive with you. And, yeah. and eventually you might actually find yourself a home. Right. Who you vibe with. And, and what you can bring to the table as well. It's a two-way street, uh, I feel, you know, being in a supporters group. A lot of work, like I said, and, you know, you're going to spend a lot of time with these people, whether it's on a bus driving to San Jose and pulling an all-nighter, yeah. if you know. <laughs> Some memories, <laughs> for sure, yeah, yeah. Or you're going to travel. Or lack thereof. Right. <laughs> Seattle. But, you know, I just want to point out that there are different supporter groups in the 3252, but I still feel that it's, it's strong as one, and I still feel as it just being one huge supporter group. You know, Jonathan, if you get that same feeling, kind of being, you know, for D9. and Yeah, I mean, I would say this last weekend was a great example of that. I mean, there was maybe uh, just a handful of us, uh, Otras, that were up there in Seattle. But, I mean, it didn't matter whether, you know, I was chilling with Expos or Luckies or Bruisers or Cuervos. You know, everyone was like, hey, gringo, you know, you're one of us. Um, you know, it doesn't matter, you know, the design on your hat, your pin, your shirt, <laughs> your scarf, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um you know, that's all part of our immediate family. Um, but, but the family tree that is 3252 has some deep roots. It has strong roots. Um, and everyone in the 3252 knows that that means so much more to us to be unified. Multiculturalism, you know, so much of 
the different walks, the different lifestyles, the different backgrounds that, that make this beautiful city, make these beautiful supporters groups and, and this unified support that we have. And, you know, I mean, it doesn't matter who you hang out with on Christmas tree lane. Right. When, when the drum sounds and the capos call you to arms, mm. I don't care who you are. Yeah. I'm going to put my arm over your shoulder when we jump for LA football club. And I want you right there with me when we're hooing and hawing, you know, I mean, that's, that's what this is about. And, yes. and when you get a chance to get into the North end and, and man, if you love LAFC and you haven't sat in the North end and, and you haven't been in the vortex of that energy and yeah. feeling it pull you, it is such an amazing thing. It, it, it's such surrendering yourself to that current and that energy is such an amazing awe-inspiring spiritual moment it's a different space and it's an atmosphere you help create for the rest of the stadium and it becomes infectious well i I mean you know we've all talked about it like i would gladly give my seats to someone for free (laughs) just so that they have the opportunity to go to a game because i feel confident in the fact that they're going to be fans for life they're going to be someone especially if they grew up in l.a you grow up in LA, you come to this match, and you're like, I, this is something I've never seen before in my life. And something you didn't even know it was missing in your life. Right. You, <laughs> you had no idea that that was something <laughs> yeah. you wanted. You show yeah, up to the match, exactly. and you're like, wow, this is, this is amazing. All right, so, you know, for those of us that don't know Chile, and, you know, you may have not had the opportunity yet to meet Jonathan, they have a very, very special collection. Uh, Jonathan has a... A LAFC hat that is clustered with pins, and so does Chile. And so there's almost like a uh, a friendly rivalry of sorts, <laughs> where the two of them have these pins and on their hats, and and they wear them, and they are crazy heavy. These hats have to weigh like five to six pounds, yeah. and and so like guys, t- tell us about this. Tell mm-hmm. us about the pin culture. Tell us about how you came about it. Why you wanted to collect these pins and where it all came from. And those sounds you just heard before yeah. you jump in were actually the pins jingling. The, yeah, jingling when they pulled out their hats to compare. <laughs> sounds like a key ring in the prison cell or something. <laughs> so heavy, right? Uh, <laughs> uh, but the pin culture. Uh, we can attack it for so many ways. For me, LAFC is home. Uh, it represents a lot of things uh, I, that LA brings out in every one of us. And, you know, just let's throw it out there. Having a snapback in a football stadium, I don't see anybody in, you know, France or La Liga or, you know, anybody kind of living that. And I think it just fits us well. We're just multicultural and, you know, Snapback and Hatcher in general, I think, is a more of a California thing. Um, so picked up my first LEFC hat. Uh, the two first pins were on there. It's the pins that we got from the season, mm-hmm. so the inaugural and the LA. And my goal for the hat was to collect every pin from every different supporter group that is out there that is making a pin for several different reasons. One is just... Like I said, going back to the roots of the 3252 and wanting to be of one, as one, I just wanted to be a part and collect as a memory. Because when you think about it, this is the first pin in history. History, bro. History. This is the first New Era hat. So when you can say, I got the first of that item, it just, it makes me want to do it more and a more even more aggressively you know <laughs> as a as a point is just called being a collector and if you see this season you can tell that it's become a staple at home in the bank 
it has absolutely spread. There's actually a whole group of us now, the hashtag heavy hats. Um, <laughs> oh, so there's what? actually a <laughs> subculture crazy. now um, of people, and it's it's all ends of the stadium, you know, whether it's Red and the South End Falcons down there. Or, mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, shout people. out to Red on the South Side Falcons for the pin and, you know, getting that side started, but I just wanted to throw that out no, there no, to Red. No, nothing but, nothing but love to Red and his son Chase and what they're doing out there in the South End. Those are great people, and if you haven't gone out and, you know, bought a South End Falcon scarf or a pin and supported. I bought them one last game. Well, you know, you also got to show love to the people that create the pins. You know, Custom Connects, Beer Salt Bob, Fresh Pins One. Fresh like one. these are the people that are pretty much bringing the pins to life for all of the LAFC fans. And if you haven't had an opportunity to follow them, you know, give them a look on IG. And I mean, it is this pin. Fandom is becoming a huge, huge following for yeah, anyone. In fact, I think it's almost even taken over, sadly to say, HQ's role in the pin world. I don't think HQ has debuted a new pin this year. Something that I give them grief for every game. Whereas last season, I made it a point to roll by HQ before every game and see if there was something new. And it seems like they've almost seen the need to take a back seat on that which kind of bums me out hq make me some more pins i want more but, patches uh, more patches please you know too. yeah <laughs> I, you know i mean uh uh take my money um <laughs> but uh you know i mean not only is it something that is driven by the club and the marketing team at the club it, it's driven you know from the independence you know this is also one of the best reasons to go out there and buy that 3252 membership it's worth standing in line for you, or those, buying online Right, if Those, you can get in there, yeah, <laughs> that's true. Um, you know, look, I, I, I mean, you know, I mean, look, you have to, you have to earn your thirty-two fifty-two membership a little bit, but right. I mean, with that comes, you know, some of the best pins out there as well too. Some really fun, rare, and and, and great art that comes from from being a thirty-two fifty-two member. So, you know, and not to mention all the supporters groups that are doing really amazing work with with pins as well too. And it seems like every supporters group is constantly cranking out these pins that just have some beautiful art to it. And, and I have to applaud you. You got way more <laughs> supporters groups on yours than I have on mine. I always, I always, and I mentioned this on the pod before, I always feel a little hesitant about rolling over to uh, a different supporters group and just asking to buy stuff. I always feel like it's something where if they are more inviting in that respect, I feel a little more welcome, whether it's scarves or pins for my collection. I kind of wait for the right moment to get them i just don't charge over there and ask and, and maybe i should take that initiative but dude you got a sweet collection yeah thank you so it's pretty interesting i have a couple of stories for uh two pins that you know were actually three pins that stood out to me last year i hope year. it's four pins when <laughs> you include the shoulder shoulder pin <laughs> <laughs> you saying we were too easy <laughs> we give them a hard well, time on the next day, one so. <laughs> i want to give uh no so you know it's becoming a an obsession of mine of you know trying to collect all of the pins from the different supporters groups because like i said i knew this was a part of history so i was adamant about showing up to the tailgates early you know some of these pins are exclusive for the members of that said supporter group um like jonathan is saying so huge shout out to empire boys and willie he's probably tired of you know hearing me (laughs) yell from the stands can i get that pin he'd always say no he'd always say no but he eventually caved in and you know after that we sparked a conversation and we've been you know friends ever since the other pin that sticks out to me i'd want to say shout out to leo's president he can probably tell you the same story francisco i'm i'm (laughs) consistent And all season he was telling me no, and I'd keep asking him and keep asking him and keep asking him, you know. And when I got it on the hat, I felt some sense of pride that, you know, could be completed because, you know, these supporter groups, for me, 
is a heart of the club. You know, um, I consider people who take the time out to do podcasts a supporter. We're doing this out of, you know, passion and love for the game that is finally here in our city. And that's why I just can't stop collecting these pins, to be honest with you. It, yeah. it is kind of an addiction, but it's also, I mean, every time I put a pin on the hat, which is which is ludicrously full at this point, I don't know, I need a bigger hat, but it it's, it, you just, you get this feeling of community that I feel like those of us in, in the heavy hats group kind of, kind of like, you know, I mean, and, and looking at your pins and looking at mine <laughs> and which ones you got and which ones I don't. And it just, you know, I mean, it reminds me of like trading baseball cards as a kid. And, and that's kind of how I got into the whole pin thing was through baseball. I, I grew up a diehard Dodgers fan, still am a diehard Dodger fan. And, and there was this culture of filling the baseball cap with pins at Dodger Stadium. And my mom collects pins. I know my mom and I go to virtually every opening day we can. And we get there right when the gates open. And the first thing we do is we run to that merch stand and we try and find the limited edition opening day yeah. pin. And I remember one year we got stuck in traffic and my mom's bawling, crying because we're running around trying to find her pin. And, and, and we ended up finally getting one for her. And it just like... Those moments that were, were so meaningful to me as a kid, when New Era stepped in and we got this baseball hat, this sweet, beautiful logo baseball hat, it was like the connection between that and the pin culture that had existed in L.A. for 50 years was just, it just made so much sense to so many of us who connected with that culture. Chili, so I, well, I was going to say, Chili, the ones that you described, would you consider those the rare ones or are there other ones that are even more exclusive and more difficult to get than the ones... That you described uh, from the supporter groups. There are some that were given at LAFC events. Kind of looks like the LA Skull with the with the eyeball. Uh -huh. That was an exclusive for LAFC. You know, the wing was pretty hard to get on a uh, you know, ladies' night. There are a few on here that I don't think many other have. So I'm, you know, I guess I would say fortunate for my collection as a collector yeah. to have them in there. There's there's some Red Wings there. I want to give a shout out to my boy Pistol for that one who presented that to me. And I'm excited for that shoulder to shoulder blackout yeah, edition, the right? Blackout, so you got the exclusive. But so pin culture, I feel like is huge in trading. Do you guys, either of you, Jonathan, Chili, do you guys ever trade with with people that come up and say, hey? I'll trade you this for that or whatever, right? Because I, I see that that comes up on, like, the Facebook LAFC fans page where people have a pin or a scarf or whatever, and they're like, I'm willing to trade for whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're looking for something specific. Do you guys ever go out and actually trade? So, I, I mean, I, I think I mentioned this on the pod a few episodes back, but I, I did a trade where I traded the uh, – yeah, it was with Lenny. Um, I, I traded the, yeah. um, the cleat <laughs> pin because I had two of them. So I traded the lost cleat one. pin to get, you know, a rare D9U one that I didn't have. And then I ended up losing the second cleat one. And then they ended up discontinuing it. And for whatever reason, I was just like, man, maybe that's maybe that's a sign that just like it's a personal thing for me. So I, I don't really trade them much anymore. I will buy extras of some if I can get my hand on them and I'll give them to people. And I've had people give me pins. And, and that to me is... It's kind of a beautiful thing when you can share in that way. But straight trading is just something that after that experience and, and you know, maybe I just got a little superstitious about it. I've kind of shied away from personally. But Jill, how about you? 
Um, trading, it's a very sensitive subject. I mean, <laughs> you know, some of these pins, I feel like I've worked hard for that, you know, are exclusive or that mean something to you that we've could have gotten on, you know, just a day that can't be relived. When I look at the pin, you know, those memories just flash back. Yeah, like Pride Day. I mean, right. I probably get more people that ask me for my Pride well, Day pin than anything the else. Funny thing. Like... So I have a crazy story about that. Cause I I remember I was trying to be at the stadium that day last last season early, and for whatever reason we ended up not being able to get there early, and I was super bummed. And I remember taking the train back all the way back to the valley, like it took the red line to the orange. And when we were transferring to the orange, we're like, you know what? Let's go to Big Wang's in North Hollywood, where like the orange meets the red. And we were walking to Big Wang's, and I was super sad. And like LAFC Bank of California Stadium worker was walking he's like he asked me like why are you so bummed he's like i wanted a pride night like lafc pin he's like you know what i worked there i got two of them and he gave me one and that's the only reason i have it that's what we're talking about it's crazy <laughs> that's a crazy that's a, so a crazy you're moment you're not gonna forget that no i'm not i'm never gonna and it forget ties that in to with a pride pin yeah another historical moment yeah you know and sports and here in los angeles it just all ties in very well you know what's crazy about that actually is that I uh, I had a um, trainee at work who came to me today and you know I was like uh, any t- any opportunity I get, especially for someone who's new to my job site, I'm like hey LAFC this is what's going on like are you a fan of soccer at all you know and a lot of times I get hey you know World Cup, and so I I showed a picture of one of the thirty two fifty two and they're like what's up with the rainbow flag I was like look dude it's all inclusive man, MLS. LAFC, we're like not, we're not, you know, keeping anyone away from this. This is 100%. For everyone. Everyone. Everyone's involved. Everyone's allowed. Like, everyone is an equal member. Like, I mean, if you don't, if you, if it's not your get down, like, as long as you're accepting, like, you know, treat everyone fair, whatever, bro. The LGBT community is 100% part of our fabric and... You know, that's that's what we're about. And yeah, and it, it doesn't matter, I mean, uh, lifestyle, nationality, whatever. I mean, I remember, you know, shortly into the LAFC season last year, I was talking to a guy who was a big, you know, U.S. supporter, and he was huge into U.S. soccer and AO and that whole thing. And, you know, he was like, man, I just can't get into LAFC. And I was like, dude, why? I mean, it's just such a, like, if you're a soccer fan, how could you not love this? And he's like, oh, well, you know. I saw too many Mexican flags there in the stand, you know, and as, as a U.S. supporter, I, I could just never get behind that. And I was like, dude, if that's how you feel, you just don't get what LAFC's about. Well, I mean, it's right. almost, I mean, it's also on Tuesday. Like, you should also hey, not live in L.A. Well, it's, uh, no, <laughs> like, but it's like, hey, if that's what you feel, like, hey, you know what? Cool, dude. That's not yeah. what we want at LAFC. Yeah. Like, we aren't looking to get fans that are pro one over the other. Like, we're looking for fans that are part of L.A., that understand the fabric of L.A., that are all about the... Shoulder. Yes, shoulder. Shoulder to shoulder. That's it, dude. You know, and, and, you know, I mean, I'll wave my German flag right next to somebody waving a Mexican flag, sure. next to somebody waving an El Salvadoran flag, next to somebody waving, uh, you French know, is, flag, Israeli flag, French flag, whatever, whatever dude. Yeah. Whatever, yeah. whatever yeah. it is. Yeah, yeah. You're all, you're all my, my brothers and sisters in L.A. Yes. Or, or whatever, you know? I mean, that's that's what this is about, and... I'm glad that that culture has attracted so many people in that regard to us. Going you know, back to that's... pins, I was going to ask you something. I, I think you have something to contribute to the community and something that's coming up for you in terms of how you want to bring some of your ideas to fruition. Right. So being 
you know, a homegrown, born and raised in L.A. It's just feels... Uh, these are things that I want. So if if I see, you know, when I'm looking at people squinting my eyes in the stadium, I'm checking out their pin collection. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not trying to start no fights. I'm, do I have that one? How can I get that? You know, there's a lot of guys, you know, putting them on vests and on jean jackets and, you know, on hats and, you know, vests. And I just think... Um, being from L.A. and wanting to create something here, I said, why not bring it to everybody else and hopefully they'll be interested in, in it. You know, kind of like the like you said earlier, how a couple of guys are doing it now. You know, it's just kind of giving back to a smaller community, small business, you know, who's also probably L.A. homegrown and just feels good to just keep the cycle of L.A. just expanding out to other branches of the tree. So what does that mean? What are you, what are you thinking? What do you so, want to... I, just early stages, but just fresh and new ideas and just pins that are inspired for L.A. and by L.A. I think it's very important. Just as simple as they are, you know, I think they're affordable over, you know, some other merchandise that people may collect. And yeah, $300 scarves. <laughs> well, you know, oh, wow. So, like, seriously, like, you know, some some articles of, of fandom are more expensive than others. You know, uh, scarves are... You oh, know. Uh, $600 parlay kits, whatever yeah. they're going right. for, so, $4,000. So, <laughs> so you're going to start designing some of these I, and, and, right. and, so and see where that goes. How it all but started for a pin. was, pin. For, for a pin, is um, yeah. shout out to the president of the crew, Hank. Uh, he gave me the opportunity to, to create the crew's official pins from last season. Yeah, so the Cobra, are the, you the uh, G.I. Joe? Uh, the, the Cobra Commander oh idea. Oh, my gosh. That Cobra was Kai, dude? That was me. It reminds me of Cobra Kai, dude. Yeah. Being from the Valley. Uh, so the original snake idea uh, came from Hank, but we did, made some modifications, and he, he gave me the opportunity, and I was like, it just sparked. It's like, this is something that I just need to bring out of myself, and it's just something I want to do for myself, and if it grows, it grows, and if it doesn't, you know, this is what I want to do, ultimately, yeah. so. So, Panatic is the brand. Explain that idea and where it's going. The idea with that is, as we talked about, it's just when you start, you can't stop, kind of, right? Like, it's a it's a tattoo. It's a, You got the travel bug. You know, once you get that in, you just want more and more. So, when I was thinking about it, I was thinking about pin, pin, pin. I was like, I'm addicted. So, let's, let's merge the two together. So, we just came up with the idea of Panatic. Uh, and just want to, like I said, have things for L.A. inspired, whether it's, you know, the black and gold color and it's a, a certain design or maybe another cleat for Jonathan now that he's, you know. <laughs> <laughs> somewhere, now, somewhere <laughs> underneath Bank of California Stadium, underneath those those North End bleachers, somewhere in the mud down there is, 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 my, uh, is my cleat pin. Yeah. It's all good. So do you have any sort of social media handle Panatic uh, for, for uh, yeah for IG or Twitter or anything just barely on IG uh, just Panatic um, got a little surprise for you guys later keep that in store but hey. oh. Oh, oh I hear that crinkle oh, <laughs> oh the crinkle some rapping yeah so, oh but it's so what is it at P-I-N dash A-T-T-I-C uh, P-I-N-A-C-C-I-C-K Oh, okay. There you go. So I'm literally like an attic. So when I was thinking about attic, I was like, you know, what's the, what's what's at the top there of our house, aka okay. the hat. So that's oh, how I came with, with the two. Dude, there so you go. Mind blown. Yeah. So <laughs> little play on words between attic and attic there. Yeah. So yeah. so one more time, spell it out for us. What's Pinatic. that? I G P I N A T T I C K. Panatic. There you go. Try to 
Yeah. So IG. that's that's where we're going. So anyone has a vision or we're gonna follow right have, now, bro. I'm gonna find S2S. you. If you want to have a the shoulder, shoulder S2S, following you right now. S2S season three pin, you know. So now yeah. you get to be part of the ideation behind <laughs> LAFC's cultural art. That's a pretty cool thing, man. How does that make you feel? It makes me feel that it's unreal. Bro, you already have 218 followers? That's that's news to me. <laughs> <laughs> social media is a hard job. So whoever runs social media out there for everybody, congratulations. And it's hard work. But going back to, you know, it's just... It's fun, and, you know, you do things out of passion, and you just do them well. So, you know, like, let's take Red, for example. He had an idea. And South I End. South End. Look, I love this pin. It's just showing you where us as LFC wants to go. And I think that's what I want to be a part of. I mean, you couldn't, couldn't ask for a more beautiful answer than that, that's for sure. I mean, I love pin culture. I think it's become something that's so cool. And it started with, with, you know, the handful of us. I feel like there was, you know, four or five of us last year. You know, hopefully, you know, HQ, um, you know, partners with some of us fans. And, and maybe we start to see some stuff coming out along those lines. Yeah, I know crowdsource the fans. Why yeah, not? I know it's, There's um, so much creativity. You know, yeah, we saw JR partner with HQ to there make a go. scarf. So maybe, maybe chill, you and I, <laughs> uh, we got to hit up Rich and put together a pin or something, you know. It's, um, it, it's such a cool thing that, that that has crossed over from from Chavez Ravine to the bank. And I don't think it's something that I see throughout the rest of MLS or football culture throughout the know. rest of the world. So Honestly, I saw it more at Disneyland before like the Dodgers Stadium. Yeah, but, uh, I mean, again, it's that SoCal yeah, vibe, right? Yeah, it right. is. And, yeah, yeah. So, SoCal. Everything, you know, go, boils back to the L.A. Yeah. Well, culture so, creators is what we are. <laughs> there you go. Culture creators. Hashtag. Oh, is that what we are? Yeah, I like that. Hashtag culture. You're good at the social media thing? <laughs> hey, he, he put on there, hashtag LAFC pin fam. Oh. <laughs> Sounds like pod fam, but uh, hey, speaking of which pod fam, let's get all the pod fam out there together because uh, we're going to officially have a five versus five supporters cup team and you know our pod fam is going to come out and make a competitive run i'm sure yeah we're only one year away hey we we all have opportunity (laughs) and we have uh five goalies and uh three forwards so uh we're we're gonna go with that so far we might have two squads one for the copa de gordos and one for the uh the actual i might actually that might actually be a really good run yeah we're gonna play very direct goalie to striker only yeah (laughs) <laughs> nothing, nothing but long balls. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, we're just gonna be firing them down pitch. So, so going back to you know what you feel like you've contributed. Like it sounds like you feel like you've you know you felt in touch with the culture. Like so, why LAFC? Like you know what what is the reason? Like you were you were already into soccer before, and there was a team that existed, two teams that existed in LA. Like what did you? What was one of the reasons that you chose LAFC? What does it mean to you? One reason can't define why I love LAFC. But the main reason that I love LSC is, is diversity. And being from L.A., being, you know, from a multicultural family, my life is diversity. And, you know, like they say, the spices are the what makes life interesting. So I love how LSC brings all walks of life, young, old, no matter what they're into, their background. It just brings one group of individuals together and it just feels like family and it just grows and the bonds get stronger and they get tighter and that's just 
one main reason, I guess, kind of ventured off. But diversity is the answer for me, uh, amongst other reasons. And what does shoulder to shoulder mean to you? Shoulder to shoulder means respect for one another, no matter where you're from. Again, you know, going back to that, I think the shoulder to shoulder just have respect for everybody and that dignity to treat everybody as a human, whether you agree with their opinions or not. We're here to watch the beautiful game of football and to do that shoulder to shoulder with somebody who has the same passion as you do is why I keep going back and keep traveling and, and doing all of those things for. You know, I mean, if we just sat in a stadium full of like-minded people, that that's not as much fun. I mean, I, to me, there's always just something more fun about the fact that we all are different but are united in a common goal. That that almost makes it more special to me. Right, yeah. I, I That's, you know, how I feel. I mean, l- look what we're doing. We're, you know, four or five different individuals from different walks of life coming together, talking about one thing. And I think that's beautiful because there's a lot of people that we probably wouldn't have met if it wasn't for, you know, LAFC is just very open. Yeah. Well, and that, I mean, that's, I can't say that that's more true for anybody, you know, especially for me, though. It's like, you know, I'm not part of a supporter group. I, I don't really spend too much time before the matches. But because of this, I've gotten to meet so many people. And now when I go to the Christmas tree lane tailgates, I can literally walk up to almost every supporters group and I can talk to someone that I have met through this and, and, and right. feel like I'm one of one of the family members of that supporters group. Oh, like, and man, and when you randomly run into that person in public as well, too, that you recognize from 3252, <laughs> it's like you, the slow-mo is your Baywatch running to bro hug it out, you know? Like, it's it's such a cool feeling. This is how you look in the wild? <laughs> <laughs> you know, every now and then, yeah, you know, I mean, I'll run into people at work or in personal life, and it, it's so cool to yeah. kind of, like, in my case, literally see people without the mask on. But, you know, uh, you know, it, it's great that we're able to set aside those yeah. personal lives and, and sacrifice. Uh, I've always said that, you know, a one colored wall is not as interesting as a mosaic. Like you don't go to a museum to see like a blue wall. Right. Right. You get to see art and there's different colors to that. And I feel like, you know, 3252 is that wall for the stadium that inspires the rest of the stadium. Right. Everyone looks to that to, to spark it, but then it gets everyone involved. Everyone does it shoulder to shoulder. There's people, I sit in the South west corner and we're doing the jump for la football club right you know what i mean and that's because it all starts up there so i think that's well said the beautiful thing about this is that the mls season is so long right the mls season literally covers february to november and we get an opportunity to see our club every week and it's it's an amazing thing you know and then the next chance we get to see him is this upcoming weekend on the fourth and you know for me may the fourth means Star Wars. You know, Star Wars reference. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, you know, uh, I, I'm not sure that it's necessarily going to mean the same, you know, for, for everyone else in well, the Well, it's match end. day before Cinco de Mayo, too. Well, for, you know yeah. what, though? Cinco de Mayo is not the Mexican independence holiday. No. Like, it's, oh, so it's Battle of Puebla. Yeah, it's right. a Battle of Puebla. <laughs> when they, they beat the French, out of all people. May the 4th, <laughs> to me, as a pin collector, means, you know, new pins are going to drop. And, you know, I'm checking handles on Instagram. Is this fresh going to drop one? Is it going to be beer spot? Is it going to be connections? Is it going to be... I mean, you know, that's... So, I'm expecting something... For collectors on Yo, May the fourth, if they to come, come out, out with a Yoda with like a Yoda with a lightsaber and a, a LAFC dude, I'm all. I've for seen a Darth it. Vader one, by the way. 
That's not the same. <laughs> oh, you're not the dark, no dark side for you? No, bro. Yeah, there you go, yeah. right there. I got the Vader, man. Yeah, Vader's man. The yeah, exactly. Where That's why it's good. Where did you get You that? haven't seen that one? There's so much meaning to that. That's why I brought it up. I'm not in the pin game, bro. Yeah. What is that? You got to start. You got a fresh hat over there. You know, I got two hats here. Jonathan's going to retire his. I don't his. even have the podcast pin on here, bro. <laughs> like, oh Before we sign off, I think you said you had a surprise you wanted to share I do now. have a surprise. So we have a couple. Well, not we. We have As a couple you. of pins <laughs> for you guys here. This one's going to Mandy. You said she's been to the oh, game. She will be there And you told me your weekend. story That's about so that. Beautiful. And, of course, Thank we got you. some... Other Los Angeles inspired pins for you guys here to, you know, start your collection, give it to a kid. You know, I give it to Ma- Mason and Madison, who are my nephew and niece, and they got a pin collection. They're 11 and 8. So, you know, I just I just love it. And so, um, so tell me, what, what, what is your connection with Los Angeles versus the world? Because you just dropped one of those pins on our table. So, you know, we've seen those. Jerry Jimenez from uh, Heart of LAFC has, has rocked him a couple times, and I've seen a couple other cats wear him. It's, you know, Los Angeles versus the world. What's your connection with that? Well, there's a couple things. I personally love that pen and that slogan because I'm from L.A., and I love you know, LAFC, I love the Lakers, and I love the Dodgers. It's just it's Literally, for me, it's L.A. versus the world, and sometimes it feels that way. It's an attitude. Know? Yeah. An attitude. It's yeah. an attitude. It goes to politics. It's just all sorts of walks of life. But that is a buddy of mine who created that, and I can't He's take out here in the it. valley, too, He's right? actually out here in the valley. Ooh, 818. 818, <laughs> yeah. It is Let's actually it. 818. It's uh, J.T. Lee as his handle, and he, he came up with uh, you know Los Angeles versus the world, so that's... How that came well, about. they look great. No, dude, thank, thank you for so sharing these sweet, pins. Dude. Yeah, those hats, those hats are so bad. They're going on the hat. I have a mini collection, nowhere near yours, and Gringo's here, but uh, or Jonathan, but and on that one's gonna go on the hat. I just, I know, I, I, I haven't had a chance to add that many, and I don't think I could commit the same way you guys have. It comes with great peril. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, you know, somebody somebody waves a flagpole in the north end and hits you in the head. The next thing you know, you're bleeding. I mean, it's, oh my uh, god, <laughs> uh, uh, they're heavy. And when somebody bumps into your hat and you got all those pins on it and those those back ends dig into your skull, oh, I mean, uh, it hurts, man. Uh, I took a I took a ball when I wasn't paying attention during. Um, uh, you know, when they're doing the warm ups, the, the warm ups out there, and you gotta get those black rubber ones from Disneyland, bro. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I, uh, you know, some of them actually do have, have those, the yeah. rubber backs, but I always keep a bunch of spare backs with me because I lose some and I'll throw some metal ones on there during the game as they fall off. And you know, if you're not paying attention, it's it's perilous. You know, the pin game does not come without <laughs> its 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 uh, you know it's difficulties so, and dangers. Exactly. There you go. You take your life into your own hands there, but. You know, it, it also gives you some beautiful moments to connect, you know. And, you know, when I look at my hat and I look at the pins, you know, I, I don't always just see the imagery. You know, I, I see the people and the stories and yeah. the moments behind them. And, you know, whether it was last season and all that craziness or this season. And, you know, I look down at a pin and I see, you know, Soccerhead's custom pin he had made for himself right. that he gave me himself or, or Luchador that gave me his pin, you know. I mean, and that was something that, you know, in their cases, they made those pins for themselves you know, and, and when I was chilling with Mandy and they would roll up and give it to me as, as you know, I mean, to be able to to say, hey, I want you to wear my face, you know, and, and, you know, represent me, you know, whether it's a supporters group, a club, a person, you know, that's something that, you know, I mean, especially when it's, you know, not your own supporters group, you know, uh, you know, for you being crew wearing someone else and for me being D9U, that's, 
You know, I mean, if I'm going to put a, a Lucky Boys pin on or something like that, it uh, it's an amazing thing that they, they're like, hey, you know, we'll let you go out there and be that billboard for us. And, and that's something that, you know, meaningful. means a lot more than right. just something shiny to look at. You know, I mean, it's not about the gaudiness of it. Mm-hmm. There's really something behind them to those of us, you know, in, in, the, in the heavy hats. Heavy yeah. hats. Hashtag heavy hats. So looking forward to, to May the 4th, like we said, this Saturday, 7.30 p.m., match against chicago fire it'll be back on youtube tv i know that the crew here has youtube tv with max bredos well no not only that though like it's like channel 31 on direct tv or something like that it's a spanish broadcast and so for any of those that don't actually have youtube tv subscriptions you are able to catch the game if you really wanted to this yeah. is gonna be a hard game for me from an emotional standpoint because Lord knows I love LAFC, but there is a huge Bastion uh, Schweinsteiger shape <laughs> right here in my heart. Uh, Donka Basti, I mean, you know. Um, I hope he's slow like he's been in the other games. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> but, uh, he will still carry of you know, the pride of a nation with him, and uh, he's an idol, a legend for sure. He is an absolute legend that man will never buy a beer in deutschland for the rest of his life uh, and, and may he never you know it's gonna be it's gonna be amazing for me just to see him out there on the pitch as well too and i hope he loses the game 10 is that your first time this is my first time seeing him for club I've seen him for country, but I have not seen him for club yet. So I've seen Demontroff play friendlies, but I've never actually seen Basti out there. And, you know, look, I hope he plays well and they still lose 10-0. And, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, but... um, uh, My prediction is 3-0. It's hard not hey, to get chills. We should stop making predictions, Three man, because they're never right. <laughs> you know, when when Poldy came over and he was here with Vessel Kobe, I mean, you know, I, I have, you know, a lot of ties to the town of Cologne, or as we say in German, Köln. You know, I mean, and, and he is the most famous soccer player from there. And so, you know, to see him with Vessel Kobe when they came through was really cool. And Basti, uh, you know, that's going to be a pretty amazing experience. Uh, I, you know, I know Philly was talking about it on DOTB, but it's definitely going to be something that's, that's going to be pretty cool. I'm, I'm excited for this weekend, man. So we'll be out there, Christmas Tree Lane. Come on by, say hello. We'll be a little late arriving. I, I got some work obligations that morning. Boys got some family obligations, but we'll be Literally, there. Literally, it's just going to be Jonathan. It's going to yeah. be Jonathan it's by himself. Show. I can't make it. Christian can't make it. I'll it's... be at the match. I just can't make it early. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, it's... It's going to be Jonathan representing for the uh, podcast early. If you guys want to give us a, uh, a follow or anything, it's at LAFCS2S, our website, www.lafcs2s.com. You can find all of our email addresses if you want to shoot us any questions or if you guys want to hear something on the podcast. Plus, also, do us a favor. Give us a review on iTunes or Stitcher, SoundCloud, Spotify, or Google Play. Uh, let us know what you think. We really do care about what our listeners have to say. And, um, and follow yeah, those... Ch- follow Chili the Kid. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. And then also Chili. give Chili. us give us your uh, your pin handle. Yeah, pin handle uh, Panatic P I N A T T I C K. Uh, but I just really want to take this opportunity to thank you guys for you know inviting me to talk about something that I didn't know really existed, other than you know Jonathan and a couple here and there. I think it's just a fun and exciting time. And, you know, I just really appreciate you guys taking the time and, you know, inviting me to your space and just talking about something that we all love. Honestly, dude, thank you for coming on, dude. The most important thing for us here at Shoulder Soldiers is to try and tell everybody's story one by one. So, you know, having you come on, telling your story, telling why it's important to you, that's exactly why we're here. And anyone else that wants to come on and tell us their story, shoot us an email, shoot us a DM, and we'll get you on. 
Yeah, that's that's the beautiful thing about this show. There are so many stories out there from so many different angles, and we'd love to hear yours. Absolutely. So with that being said, I would say, uh, you know, from all of us here at the show, thank you, Joe, for coming out. Uh, thank you, everyone out there for listening. Hope to see you this weekend. Sticks, take us home. Shoulder to shoulder. Together, this our culture. Feel the force of a supernova. Stay fly in that FC dorsum. Hey, shopping down to Nikki's, Koreatown Liddy. Cape us so mommy, about to drop her fifth. They won't need to stop, but I ain't. Come to my house, I'll defend that bank.